Great counsel is rooted in great principles. This applies across the board, including the world of finance. In this episode, our guest shares how to identify and work through monetary issues in need of attention, as well as how to be responsible with money, and ultimately, shares his heart for those caught in times of difficulty. He can also make you a pina colada while parking your car and solving your midlife crisis. All this serves straight to your sound catchers. Enjoy! Of course, the least we can do is give them a little extra time. It was just a world that we created down there. Was it the red player or the blue? That's exactly what they said. shepherding these people. Do you love these people? You know, are you getting to know them? Being on those worship teams really taught me a whole lot. The monkeys were trying to come steal our food. They're like, there's like three of them coming. Like action movie thing where he had to like program. So I just needed someone who was going to be real. You don't forget about it. You're listening to Audio Stew a podcast dedicated to meaningful conversations about our experiences, passions, and ultimately what matters most as we journey through this life together. I am your host, Kurt Bailey, and this is episode one of season two, Money Mindfulness. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Audio Stew. Um, We are back at it again. It has been uh, quite a while since my last regular episode. This is the first episode of season two, so I'm really excited. Uh, gonna just have to see what comes this year, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess I don't really have a, a lot to say other than that, other than I'm just really excited, and uh, I'm excited to have my, my guest on today, and uh, if you wouldn't mind, can you introduce yourself there, sir? Sure. I appreciate you having me on for the first episode of uh, this season. My name oh, is yeah. Rick. So, Rick Painter, uh, soon to be your father-in-law. So I'm excited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to be on the episode. Thank you. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, hmm. I had my dad on uh, for the start of last last season. Last time I did this, like about a year ago, and I'm like, well, that, I guess that kind of works. I get my a uh, future father-in-law on for the uh the start of the next season so i don't know there's probably some sort of great uh symbolism or whatever in that but i think it just kind of worked out that way so <laughs> yeah all right so so rick other than uh being my fiance's father um tell us a little bit about yourself um like uh who are you where are you from um what's what are some of your passions in life just really anything you uh you feel like sharing sure um married to brenda brenda and i've been married for 23 years going on 24 in august um obviously we have a daughter emma your fiance and then uh we have a son colin and uh live in papillion i grew up um in La Vista, really lived here pretty much La Vista, Papillion area um, all my life, kind of lived in this area. Uh, some of my, right now, I am the district coordinator of secondary counseling for Westside 
community school. So that's my full-time job. Um, on the side, I am a, um, a financial life coach. So I enjoy helping people with uh, finances um, on the side. Mm -hmm. Also enjoy fishing and exercising, hanging out with the family. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And uh, one thing I would, I think is just really neat, uh, but you've had a lot of different like jobs in your life. And like, can you just, I mean, off the top of your head, can you just like list all the different things that you've done? Sure. So when I was 14, I started detasseling corn. Um, and I think anybody that grows up in Nebraska should have to detassel corn. Oh, yeah. I think that you get this job and you realize, well, at the time it's horrible, but mm -hmm. then you realize there, every other job is fantastic. So <laughs> you got to get up super early in the morning. You go, you go someplace, take a bus out to the middle of nowhere. And you're just doing like hard labor for, you know, five, six hours. It feels like 12 hours, you know, mm -hmm. you get home your hands hurt, you're tired. So then you go back to sleep and then you get up and do the same thing over and over again. feels like you're it's in your entire summer. It's not really your entire summer, but um, great experience to be able to be, to know how terrible it was, but like <laughs> how, how great everything else is. Um, so it really started with that. And then um, my next job was at Parables Christian Bookstore where I started doing uh, what was called category checks. And you would look and take inventory of the books in each section and just check mark to make sure that they're all there or try and uh, make sure our inventory is correct. And then during that time, also worked at, uh, for a short time, I worked at American Security for a little while. So at that time we would go and work like the Creighton soccer games. We're at a place called Tranquility. So we would go and direct traffic after the games. I worked at a church parking lot one time in the morning for American security. And then um, not really a fun job. One night I worked at Red Lobster, just walking around the parking lot. Um, I didn't really last long. Just not really, not really my thing. Wasn't really exciting. There really wasn't any training. It was just, here you go. Here's a jacket. Here's a shirt. And go to this location and hang out. I'm like, okay, I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do other yeah. than like walk around. So I did that. Uh, still at the bookstore and through that time, I'm just trying to process it in timeline of my life for my job. Yeah. <laughs> and um, once I graduated high school, then I went to Northwestern College in Minnesota for a year. And during that time, I did some housekeeping there. So I cleaned in the morning, did some vacuum mm -hmm. and so forth. I didn't last long on that either. That wasn't something that I really felt very passionate about. Then I moved back to Omaha to go to UNO. And at that time, I started working at the bookstore again mm -hmm. and worked through worked at the bookstore till I graduated college from UNO. And after I graduated, then I got a job in Beatrice as a police officer. So I did that. Not I enjoy working with people. I love working with people, but um, not really fun, like arresting 
people, dealing with drunk people, and working 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Brenda and I had just gotten married, so like I would work the night shift, so she would come home from work, I'd see her for a couple minutes, and then I would go to work, Mm. come home, and I'd be sleeping when she was going to work, so I was like, it wasn't great, so I didn't really see myself in that for a long future um i was able to learn a lot about myself that i had a lot of compassion and so that really wasn't going to be uh, the job for me so mm-hmm. then i went uh, i did that for about a year and then after that i went back to parables and worked there for a couple of years um i knew i didn't want to do retail the rest of my life and i knew i didn't want to be a police officer the rest of my life so well, i was like okay got me got- a couple cross stuff <laughs> <laughs> right so i'm like all right so I got two jobs eliminated. Let's see where we're going for the next one. Um, after that, then I decided to go to school to get my endorsement to teach family and consumer science. Through that, then I got a job at Bryan Middle School as a teacher. So um, taught family and consumer science for a couple of years there. Uh, when I was teaching, I decided that I probably... I need to move up on the pay scale. And a lot of people had told me that I would make a really good counselor. So then I looked into going into counseling. So then I got my, worked on my master's in school counseling. So then after about two years being, after being a teacher, then I went into being a counselor at the middle school. And then uh, two years later after that, I moved up to Bryan High School and became a curriculum specialist. Uh, and then after that, I moved into a high school counselor. During that time, I also did some things on the side. So I was also a, I did um, Uber. So I was an Uber driver. So I did that on the side. And then I also, probably a few years ago, I was also doing shipped. Uh, so, you know, where you go pick up groceries, people. Um, oh, okay pick up groceries and deliver them to their house. And then, uh, so that was one of the side things that I was doing. And then um, just this past year, two years ago, I moved over to Westside Community Schools to be an elementary uh, counselor. And then this year I moved into the role as the uh, district coordinator of secondary counseling. So, and then through that time, I also, started helping people with their finances on the side, becoming a personal uh, financial life coach. So helping people with their money, basically figuring out, showing people how to budget, um, where they need to change their categories, where they need to change their behavior. So right now I just, I do that on the side with people Mm and have a few young couples that I'm helping with that. But I found that I really, it fits me well because I really enjoy counseling. So I have the counseling perspective where I don't try and shame people about what they're doing with their money because it's a very personal thing. So I'm able to listen and talk through what they're doing, but then also talk through to see how they can reach their goals with their money. Um, and it's one of those things that people have a really hard time talking about mm-hmm. is their money. So I feel very fortunate when people reach out to me and are like, Hey, can you help me, uh, with this? But it's one of the things that I love because people 
that's one thing that people are able to change. You know, they can look at that and go, oh, I can see how I can change my behavior and get from point A to B and figure out how I can be um, in a much better, in a much better place. Hmm. So, all right, that was kind of a long stretch of where I started, <laughs> where I am right now. And uh, yeah, 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 no. I, well, and I, I'm trying to remember, uh, I think I've, so you you do like bartending and stuff too you've done that before right yeah so i also do that i work at howard's charo cafe so i have a friend that owns it so then yeah so i also do uh bartending as well just so whenever they whenever they need yeah. me i don't really work there on the full time just kind of helping them out yeah. yeah and did you do maybe you said this earlier did you ever do like valet driving too or something oh yeah like sorry yeah i totally forgot to put that in there as well <laughs> so i was like I yeah, sorry. I swear he did this other thing yeah. too. Yes, I did. So I worked at Ameristar Casino and uh, did valet. Um, that was the time we were probably when I when I started to get into finance was looking at we were in debt and we needed to figure out how to get out. And so a lot of it is you know if you need to increase your shovel, increase the amount of money that you're making in order to pay off that debt. So at that time um just started doing valet i love valet was that was a fun job and then also during that time i was also driving the bus too so i forgot about oh, that okay. so, <laughs> so, um uh so at brian high school sometimes take either the cheerleaders or the sports teams we would drive them to a, a variety of different mm-hmm. events um i'd also drive a bus route in the morning and after school so i would get to School pretty early in the morning, probably 5.35, and drive a bus route until school started. Then after school, then I would drive another a bus route after school. And then when that bus route would be over, then I would go to Ameristar and do valet until whatever time, 11 o'clock. Uh, yeah. Come home, turn around and do the same thing. But um, I think I knew what our goal was, but I also, I also enjoyed it. It was just, it was a fun job for... Mm-hmm ballet where you're almost always excuse me almost always on the go where you're running taking cars down um i don't know that was like i said it was just a a job that i really enjoyed it didn't take a lot of brain power it was like okay call it my fun job you just take somebody's keys write their name down drop their car off come back up wait for the next car and Mm -hmm. do the do the same thing and a lot of times in the winter people tipped you really well you know you get a 20 dollar tip for bringing somebody's car you're like oh that's nice that was the easiest work i've done <laughs> you know, i must paid. have had a a good night at the casino <laughs> yeah oh, sometimes people would be like the casino took all my money i don't have a tip for you and so you know, <laughs> oh, no. our joke was you know the casino never didn't take your money you know you gave it you yeah, gave it to them. <laughs> so yeah. you know or like you could always, you know, just leave a dollar in your car, you know, so you can give it to us and even a yeah. dollar, two dollars, whatever. Not have to be a twenty dollar tip, but yeah, yeah. Something for getting your car. But yeah, sorry, I forgot. That's funny, I forgot about those. But well, no, I mean I, I imagine like since you've done so many things, it's kind of like, well, you know, what whatever. Oh yeah, I did that one thing, you know. Um and I don't ever regret anything that I've done. You know, it's always, I've always learned from every job that I've had. And it's, um, so it always gives you an experience to go back on or take and, you know, learn something from each of those jobs. 
Well, I, yeah, that's actually you must have read my mind or something because that was, that was sort of what I was going to ask you is like, uh, you know, would would you have rather just gotten to where you were right now and just been like, well, I like my job now. So it would have been nice to not have to have, you know, done this job, whatever, 15 years ago. But apparently the answer to that is no, that uh, the experiences along the way are kind of what helped you like learn a lot about it yourself and stuff like that. So partially because I think those all those experience helped me to be where I am today but mm -hmm. the other part is now that I'm helping people with their finances it would be I wish that I would have done things totally different when I was 20 oh yeah when I was you know 40 so things would be a lot different you know if um we would have budgeted and put more money in investments we would have been a whole different place than we are now so. hmm. yeah that still makes sense yeah i can see that so i mean where you're at right now do you you really enjoy like you, what you do with just counseling and then the finance stuff on the side oh i yeah i love it um i think both things are kind of a dream spot for me uh being a the district coordinator of secondary counseling being able to do a lot of things that i've had visions for mm -hmm. and now just being able to to do what i've always thought about and kind of dreamed about but then also doing um financial life coaching on the side is also i'm very passionate about it but i also have to realize that the people that are coming to me I have to understand what their goals are and what their values are. So I can't insert my values and my goals because for me, I really want, I want everybody to be out of debt and be like, okay, pay off all of your debt and do the, you know, here's your steps that you can do that. But I have one couple that I'm helping and their goal is not to be out of debt. Their goal, I mean, they just have all of these different debts. And when I bring up, you know, hey, you know, what if you were to pay these and these? And they're like, that's not really what I want, what we want to do. Mm. And I have to say, okay, I can't say, oh, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. It's, this is what their desire is. And that's fine. And then my mind, or not even my mind, I tell them, you know, without paying off those debts, it's going to take you a lot longer to get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. you know, if you were to pay off all of your debt, it's just a whole lot easier. You don't know anybody, anything, and yeah. all that money comes to you, and you could save that money a whole lot faster than paying credit cards and paying a car loan and everything else that they're paying. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, why don't we um, why don't we transition to sort of talking about some more of the finance stuff? Because I know you're passionate about it, and I think that was going to be the main topic of our discussion anyway. Um, you kind of already mentioned this earlier, um, but like, how did you sort of get to the point where that was something that you really wanted to do? I mean, you talked about you being in debt previously and then also discovering like uh, along the way that you really enjoy like helping people. Um, so you kind of had like the, all the components are there but how did that all kind of come together to like, oh, I'm actually going to set sure. up this like side gig kind of thing? I, so I grew up in a family. My mom was a tax accountant. My brother is a 
CPA. So I've always been around money, I guess, if, you know, type of jobs, but it really never interested me because I was more of like, I enjoy people and I like working with people and not that accountants don't work with people. It just was like, I never really saw the connection of how to work with people in that aspect. Uh, in counseling, I enjoy working with people and saying like, okay, how can I, how can I help this person to, so I use a lot of solution focused counseling. So what's the situation and how can that person figure out how they can get out of that situation? As I ask them questions that lead them through, lead them through our discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of times, you know, we just get a paycheck and we're like, okay, I got money. I'm going to go do this and pay for this. Um, and then throughout life, you just, you just go, okay, well, I'm paying this, I'm doing this, I'm making okay money. And then eventually you're like, oh, I don't have enough to pay for this. So then I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this on a credit card or mm-hmm. um, take out a loan for this. And then eventually it got to a place that we were $48,000 um, in debt. And mm-hmm. I was just doing all of the finances, obviously wasn't doing well with the finances for $48,000 in in debt and Brendan and I just we just weren't working together for anything it was just separate and it was just I would just do everything and I was like oh we're fine you know we can manage it's not a big deal we still have we can still make all of the payments we still have some money left over at the end of the month so we can we can do this and finally we sat down and we said okay we've got to we've got to figure out a game plan how we're how we're going to do this. So we sat down and we said, okay, $48,000. This is what we make. Um, kind of figured out, okay, what's our game plan? How are we going to go about paying this all off? I felt like, you know, it was a lot of my fault basically, because a lot mm-hmm. of it was just my spending and everything that I did and sitting down. So I think there was a lot of guilt and a lot of frustration through that, we came up with a game plan of how we were going to do it. And that's, um, you know, I increased the hours that I was going to drive the bus. We, I went to do valet, did everything we could. And we were, like I said, we were going to pay it off in two years with our goal. Cause we had written out everything of how we were going to do everything. We ended up paying everything off in 14 months instead of wow. two oh, years. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, you know, and I think, um, and as getting into, as I've gotten into finance and helping people more, once you have a plan and you start working towards your plan, it's weird how you start to almost what I would call find other money or other money comes to you where mm-hmm. like, you know, Brenda gets a raise or I've gotten a raise or something else comes where other money comes to you just like unexpected in ways. And you're like, Wow. So through all of that, through, I think, my frustration of us being so far in debt and looking through different things, I was teaching, I taught the um, Dave Ramsey system, um, mm-hmm. financial piece. I taught that and I really enjoyed part of it, but where my frustration came was that everybody else was paying like 150, $200 to take the course, but I'm, I was teaching it for free. And I was like, wait a minute. And the other thing is during that, everybody has an app 
So they always say, oh, you know, use this app or whatever this app. And I'm like, I need to make it, that needs to be a lot more personable. So as I started to process through it, I was like, you know, I can do the same thing, but I can make it personable and I can walk alongside the people and understand their frustrations and hear, hear what they're going through and help to, I guess I'll say, walk them through the trauma of where they are in their finances. And I think that's what was really eye-opening for me that I'm like, wait, I can do the same thing. And it's really, for me, it it was really simplistic to look at it and go, okay, I can take somebody's budget. I can show them what they're doing. And then we can talk through, you know, hey, where are their goals? What are they doing? And then is their goals congruent with where they're spending their money or do they need to change some things um, with their budget? So the hardest thing was trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to do this? How, uh, you know, will people trust me to do it? And so then I had a couple of friends that kind of reached out to me and asked for some help. And so I started doing it for free, just trying to figure out, okay, get some beta clients to figure out, okay, does this really work? Will people really value what I, what I'm doing? And they, people really enjoyed what I was doing and the help that I was giving. And so that made it much more exciting for me too, when people are excited for you to help. Um, and they let you into one of the most, I guess, secret things in their life, right? Like who opens up their checkbook and their finances and says, Hey, please look at how I'm spending all of my money mm-hmm. you know, without, and then, you know, not being judgmental about, Oh, why did you spend this amount of money on such and such? And that's what they think that I'm going to do, but I'm not, I don't ever come in and be like, well, why did you spend this? Why did you spend that? It's just like, yeah. okay, Hey, you're spending $900 on groceries each month, you know, and you're spending, you know, $600 on eating out or, you know, you're going to the gas station and every time you're buying $15 worth of snacks, you know? So Mm -hmm. we need to look at what are you, what are you doing? How are you doing that? And is there something that's easy enough to change? And again, like I said, what is, what's their goal and how can we get there? Is it, you know, do they need to get a second job? But if you get a second job, you need to make sure that you have a written plan and a goal, because if you're just getting a second job, just to be like, you know, I want to make more money. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're not budgeting um, and having a written plan. So Mm -hmm. hopefully I answered your question. and didn't go too far off the track. (laughs) No, it's all related to the same stuff. So, I mean, first of all, wow. I didn't, I didn't know you, I had known that there was some debt in the past. I didn't know that you paid off that much that quickly. That seems very fast to me. So that that's really neat. Um, and I guess, so a couple of questions, this is more just, uh, more formal stuff, I guess. Um, so what is the actual, like name title or whatever, what, of what you're doing right now, or is it just, Rick, can you help me with this? You know, like, right. So it's financial life coaching. Um, and I do, I have a company, I call it painting uh, your financial future. So okay. I also have a webpage that you can go to painting your financial future, same thing on, uh, Instagram and on there kind of gives you a list of the services that I offer mm-hmm. or people message me and talk about different things. Um, I also try and do, 
I try and do some in-person classes as well, a couple throughout the year. I don't have anyone, anything planned right now, but I like, to, I like to do that as well. Cause again, as I said, in-person is a lot better so that people can ask questions mm-hmm. and they know that um, they can see the facial expressions that you're with them and you understand their pain and what they're going through. And I think that's another thing that helps me is I've been there, I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that it can be done, that you can get out of debt and you, you can stay out of debt and move in a positive direction um, and be able to accomplish your, your goals. So there's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does, does your, um, I, it sounds like you would do a similar thing, but so you would be a, you said you're a financial, financial life coach versus Correct. how would that compare to like, I don't, I'm not a money guy, so I don't know all the terms or whatever, but like a, like a certified financial advisor or something like that, or are you certified in anything? Or is this just like, a, this is, I have experience and I actually have something valuable to share from my experience kind of thing. Right. So for financial life coaching, you don't have to have any certification. You don't have to have a license where like a certified financial planner Mm-hmm. They're, um, they have to have a license. They're going to probably sell you insurance, probably um, sell you investments and a variety of other things. Mm-hmm. I don't sell anything. I don't sell any investments. Um, I don't do any insurance. So what I do is if somebody's looking for like life insurance or investments, I have people that I r- recommend excuse me. I mean, I give a variety of different people. I'm not like, Hey, you need to go to this person or this person, but here's a list of people that I think you might check out to see if you want to talk to them. One of the things I help a lot of young couples is I ask them, I said, you have life insurance. And that's one of the biggest things that people don't have is life insurance and they have young kids. And so I tell them that's one of the most important things, because if one of the spouses dies, how is the other person going to be taken care of? And that's usually during my first meeting to make sure that that's a discussion that they have with each other. I don't tell them like, hey, you have to do this, but this is one thing I want you to think about. I want you to think about um, life insurance. And then I also talk to them about a will. Do Mm -hmm. you have both of those? So those are two of the things that I talk to them about. But again, yes, through my experience and just being able to help people to see where they're at and where they want to be with, and you just don't need a license for financial yeah. life. Okay. Yeah. I, I just started. So I have a, um, uh, like a general studies class. It's like a personal finance one. Um, and it was really funny. Cause I'm like, when I was sitting in class, it's like, Oh, Dave Ramsey would say that. And then I'd be like, five minutes later, I'm like, oh, Rick would say that. And then I'd be like, oh, Rick would say that because Dave Ramsey said that or something, you know? So it was funny. But one of the things is they, we started off with like all these different financial terms and stuff. And so I was like, oh, I don't even know. Like, it's like what, where does Rick fall in all of these different things? So, okay. Right. So- well, and I think, and I think that's the hard thing, right? So people think that finances, so, and I think, People think it's super difficult because you hear like, oh, you need to go see a financial advisor or 
you know, you need a certified financial, um, whatever, you know, and so then people think all of like you're in your class, all of these big words. And so then people get more scared and then just don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think they're afraid of, oh, well, that's going to cost me way too much money. So I'm not going to do that. Where I always tell people, one of the things, the first step is when they reach out to me, I'm like, you know, hey, you're taking the first step in your journey just by reaching out to me because I'll do a consultation with them to talk about where they're at and where they want to go. Because I need to know, like, are you really serious about what you want to do? Because if you're not serious about it, if you're just like, hey, I think I want to do this, then if it's not a good fit for me and that brother, that client, Mm -hmm. then all right, it's time to just say, sorry, it's not a good fit. You need to find somebody else because Mm -hmm. if, if they're not really passionate and I shouldn't say passionate, but determined to really change their behavior, it's not going to make any difference meeting. I'm just, they're just going to give me their money and for us to meet. And it's not going to feel like it's any value to them other than Mm -hmm. they just gave me their money. And I want to feel like I add value to where they are and just being able to coach them through a variety of different um, things. So one of the things that I do with my clients is I email them once a week, go over their budget and just say, Hey, I want you and your spouse or to discuss this this week, you know, here's three or four questions on your budget or just in general, then what it helps them to do is to start conversations with finance. Cause a lot of times people just don't, don't talk about it mm-hmm. as as couples or with their significant others. It's just my generation, you know, just didn't grow up with your parents talking about money and like, okay, well, Hey, I make this much or, you know, we're doing this and you just don't, you just didn't hear that from our Mm -hmm. parents. Yeah. Well, it sounds like communication is kind of just key across the board then between, you know, if, I mean, obviously if you're single, you're making, most of those decisions like on your own and stuff but it doesn't mean your decisions don't affect other people too and then yeah in relationships like if you wanted to help a couple it's important they communicate and then even just for for you and uh your clients because i think that's that sort of sounds like a little bit of um why you want to do your own thing was so you can make it more personal and say like hey this is this is, this is me. Like, I'm just a guy, you know, like I can, don't be intimidated or whatever. Like right. I, can, I can actually help you. Cause I've, I've been here and I've done it before, you know? Well, yeah. And I have one couple, they're very excited to be working with me just cause they were like, you know, they said, you know, you're letting, they're letting me into their home. And like I said, they're opening up their finances, and, but they're like, you know, you didn't make me feel, make us feel ashamed. You didn't, mm-hmm say, Hey, you know, you're terrible with this, but just, you know, calm and going over everything with them just to help them because their desire is to get to a better spot than Mm -hmm. what they're in. And it's going to take them a little bit of time, uh, but just working with them and not, not telling, not shaming them in any way Mm -hmm. of how they're working on their finances. So if someone did want to, uh, to reach out to you in some way like how does that that process all start like i mean are is it you know pay me two hundred dollars and then we'll we'll talk or something like that or is it like and where where's the where's the start of 
that connection between you and your clients? Sure. So usually the way it works, most of the times people reach out to me through the painting your financial future website or um, Facebook page, okay. either through messenger or if somebody knows me personally, they'll yeah. text me. But then from there, I set up a consultation. So we just talk over the phone and I say, okay, you know, where are you at? What are you, what do you want from me mm-hmm. basically? Or what are you looking for? If it's somebody that says, Hey, I'm really looking to, to start investing in this. And then for that client, I can't do investing. So I say, sorry, I can't, you know, here's some mm-hmm. other people you might, you might want to talk to. If they say, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, budget or I'm in debt and I need to figure out how to get out of debt. I have a bunch of credit cards and car loans and I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about it. And then a lot of times from there, if they're married, then I say, okay, let's set up a a meeting with you and your spouse. And I asked them, I said, okay, what I want them to do is I want them to write out all of their debts, um, you know, school loans, car loans, not their mortgage, but then everything else. Mm -hmm. For that first meeting and then talk about are they okay with all of that or are they do they want to plan for getting out of debt i also have them run their credit um on experience i don't care what somebody's credit is what i want to know is is there something on their credit report that they have no idea is mm-hmm. on their credit report so you can run a free credit report on experience i mean i think years ago there was something with Experian that now you can just log on all the time and just look at your credit It'll give you your credit score. Plus it'll give you all of your loans that you have. So I want people to know that they're not um, being scammed by anything. So there's nothing on there that they're like, Oh, what is that? Cause again, my goal is to get people where they're not taking out loans anymore. And so they don't need a credit score. So I don't care if a credit score is 400 or 800. It doesn't, it it makes no difference to me. So I have them do that. And then um, we talk about what are, you know, your goals from that meeting. And then if they, if they're really excited and determined, then I say, okay, then yes, let's have a follow-up meeting. So then we can start on the process. I'll go through all of your debts. And then I have them print off their last three months of bank statements, plus their credit card statements any other statements. Um, And then even at that first meeting, I go through and I ask them, hey, list out your budget each month. Like, what do you pay for rent, for insurance, for all of this? And I can tell you every time when I meet with them the second time, their numbers are way off from the first time when I ask them, what do you spend on groceries? What do you spend on going out to eat? What do you spend on this? And usually what they have said is usually way less than what it's actually is. So then breaking it down and going through like, okay, what are your payments? And I always find when I go through their monthly statements and say, okay, we're going to list off everything right now. So, okay, tell me about this. Tell me about this. And there's always like, Oh, well, yeah, we do this. Oh yeah. We have this account. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Which is fine. And that's why they want to meet with me to go yeah. to like, Oh, okay. Now we see where our money is going to a lot of different places that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to your question, the first thing that they do is they contact me. So we have a consultation. And then from there, I asked them, I said, you know, we figure out their goals. You know, are you looking for, are you looking for three months or are you looking for six months? 
really when somebody does a budget that first month is going to be it's just going to be awful it's going to be terrible mm -hmm. it, it, there are so many different things so many different questions and it feels off just because people haven't done it before and it's a written down plan and they have to figure out everything needs a category it just can't be oh miscellaneous 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 it's like no where does that category go so that each month you can put that into a category mm -hmm. and so i don't i'm not going to help people on a one-time one-month basis just because it doesn't work great so then i always give either a three-month plan or a six-month plan because three months after your, you do the first month looks all right you know second month you're like okay i'm starting to get the hang of it third month you're in a much better place and you're like okay i've kind of figured out the system but people still aren't 100 comfortable after three months and you're not gonna be paying off all of your debt in three months it's just mm -hmm. not how that how that works and maybe you're not in debt but you still want that accountability with me so then we do a, a six-month plan or if you don't want to do a three to six months plan right now, I'm doing a monthly plan with somebody because they just want to keep they just want to keep me um, each month because they enjoy being having that accountability and being able to answer questions and, and so forth. So, yeah. OK, so there's a lot of different variety of like uh, where you can go uh, right. from the initial setup and everything. But OK, so start by reaching out to you and then you kind of talk through things make sure you're, everyone's on the same page they know what you can do and how you can help and stuff and then you go from there so right okay okay i think i got you so well that's really cool um i'm glad that you've you've kind of found this other it's weird to think about you just had this whole other like side gig that's just on top of like uh like your your day job as like a counselor but it's cool because they kind of they kind of connect in uh, some unique ways. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's fun. I think sometimes with counseling during the day, it can be a little bit stressful. I mean, you're dealing with trauma uh, yeah. I all day, but a lot of times, you know, you might deal with trauma where you got to call CPS on a family or, yeah. you know, you've got a kid with suicidal thoughts or something like that, where this, yes, the family is in, and I, I, I'm just going to keep calling it trauma with their budget, with their finance and trying. Mm -hmm. um, but what I like is that there is a, there's always a solid plan to be able to put in place. It's not mm -hmm. like it's just some dream or some wish. It's like, no, there is an easy way to, I shouldn't say easy. There is a way to do it. We just have to figure out what way works for you. What's the best, what's the best route yeah. to do this? You know, is it, is it that you really need to find another job? Um, I was helping one lady and she just wanted, it was just a consultation basically. She was paying more for her car than she was for rent. And just, there was no way that she could afford even the monthly bills that this person had. And I was like, how do you afford just living month to month? And they're like, I just don't pay, I just don't pay some of my bills. Hmm. And so we just had to talk through like, okay, well, you really need to get a part-time job. You really need to do something else. And they were fairly motivated, but again, that's a client that I was like, I can't really, 
I can't take this client on just because their motivation level wasn't where it needed to be. Um, mm -hmm. Just because they were, and I, because I told the person, I said, you're paying more for your car than you are for rent. Like, this is a huge part of your budget. Like, you're, you really, you need to get rid of this car because it's kill, it's killing you. You, you can't survive with this, with this car. And they just, they really didn't want to move forward with things. And so I said, okay, you know, we're just going to have to not, mm -hmm. not really work um, together on that. So uh, for oh. listeners, I, my computer was about to die, which I knew before we started was maybe going to happen, but I didn't know how long we would go. So I had to uh, plug in somewhere, but the outlet's kind of far away from my mic. So Rick now has a very um, flattering angle of me about like a mile away from my computer, but everything should still be working, I think. So I think we're good. Um. Okay, so you kind of have uh, a basic idea of what Rick does and uh, all the different uh, nuances that go into that. Uh, Rick, what I'm thinking is, um, what about for someone who is like a little bit more like in my boat um, where, I don't know, someone who's just kind of a little bit more new to finances and like adult life and stuff. Like, uh, I know earlier you mentioned something about um, like, what do you do about life insurance or like a will? Um, those are two things that you thought of um, that, you know, when you're, when you're younger, it's like, well, I do I really need a will. Like that's not something you want to think about, but I don't know. I guess I'm just, uh, I'm just curious, like where would, where would be good places to start uh, for someone who's just relatively new to like uh, uh, covering like most of their own finances and stuff like that? Sure. Uh, one of the things, I mean, the main thing that I would tell you is to budget every month to have a written budget. Uh, you know, you know what your rent's going to cost. And so that's already a given. And there might be other costs that you already kind of have an idea for utilities, for mm -hmm. heat, um, gas, water, trash. So those are kind of pretty basic, but you have like if you pay cable as well. So you have you would start with your month, write those all out and then kind of an estimate of some of your other categories of like, OK, I'm only going to spend whatever it is, $100 on eating out or and whatever your other categories might be, you know, how much you spend on gas each month. Mm -hmm. So you would write that out uh, for, the, for the next month, but then you would also write out like your estimated income, like how much you think you're going to get per check. Um, and so then you would total up how much you think you're going to get and then subtract how much is in your spent category to see how much mm -hmm. you still have to make sure that you're still, you're gonna be able to make it through the month. And that's just an estimate so far, but as you go through the month, you just keep track of all of that so you know where you are. But then you also need to know like, what are you, what are your goals? What are you saving for? Um, 
you know, auto, yes, you're going to have to do oil changes. You're going to get a flat tire. You're going to have to fix different things on your vehicle. So everybody needs to have a category for auto. I tell people you need to have a category for gifts as well. You know, you might be celebrating a birthday or Valentine's Day or whatever that is. So there needs to be those categories as well. Mm-hmm. So it becomes what are what are your goals? Um, you know, maybe later on for a younger couple, it's, you know, hey, we want to buy a house in five years. Okay, so we want to have a down payment of such and such. So if we want to have a down payment of twenty thousand dollars in five years, all right, so in five years we need to have this. So each month we need to set aside this amount. So at the, you know, so when the next month starts, we take that amount that we were saving and we put it into a into a savings account. So that's our um our home savings account for when we're ready for a down payment and uh, same thing for like car. You're like, Oh, I, you know, eventually you're going to need to buy a different car. So, okay, well, I'm going to save this amount and then I'm going to put that into savings too. And my savings account is then going to have a different spreadsheet that's going to list. Okay. I have this, this is amount, this is the total amount, but for a breakdown, this is what's in there for my house. And this is what's in there for my car. And maybe there's also vacation is in there. Hmm. And so then you have that broken up in there. Um, we talked about wills and we talked about life insurance. Um, you're pretty young, you know, life insurance. If you don't have any kids, you really don't need life insurance. Life insurance is more for your spouse taking care of, you know, taking care of your kids mm-hmm. usually. And, and then, so that's later on down the road, about 10 to 12 times of what you're salary is is what would be a good recommendation to get uh, term life insurance once you have kids a will um, would be something you know when you get married um, also when you have kids would be another time to get a will in case something happens you know what's going to happen with the kids mm-hmm. in case both of you were to die you know who would be taking care of your kids where your assets would go but um mm-hmm. Now is definitely the time to go through your finances and be like, hey, we need to have a plan. We need to figure out what we're doing every month. Here's, you know, what we're making. Here's where our money's going. What's our, what's our plan in a year? What do we want? Where do we want to be in a year? Um, But, you know, is it, are you moving in a year? Are you doing whatever that plan is? And then, okay, then in five years, what's our plan in five years? And then obviously things change, but you kind of have to think out, uh, think through some things like that. Like when we have Emma in college and Colin in college, we have to think, okay, we need so much money taken out each month. So every month we take out a certain amount to be able to pay for their, uh, for their schooling. We know Colin's going to have four years. So right now it's okay each month we need to take out this amount so then we will have everything paid for you know Mm -hmm. and then if we decide like we took vacation over christmas break when we planned out what we were doing it was okay we have whatever it is i don't remember six months that we're going to go take a vacation okay well we're going to take this amount of cash out each month to make sure that we have all of the cash that we need when we take that vacation so at a young age, if you can get that done and get a budget, a written budget every month and talk through it with, you know, like you and Emma were to 
talk through it when you get married, mm -hmm. you guys will be way ahead of everybody else to be able to have that plan in place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess one thing, yeah, I didn't really think about is just, uh, you mentioned how things like just change a lot. I'm like, yeah, when you're like in your twenties and stuff, like there's all sorts of different life events that are like this, this expense popped up now, like, Oh, I have a kid now. I need like X amount more thousand dollars every year or whatever. Like, and I guess I just, there's some of those things that like, you just like you, you sort of know about in the back of your mind, but like to actually know about and then make a plan about is maybe a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I grew up with, um, I did some, some like financial stuff growing up too. Um, and like my parents taught us a little bit about like, uh, money with like allowance. There's just like pretty simple stuff. And then I did some Dave Ramsey stuff later on and it was a little bit just, just on my own time too, just cause I, I really, uh, especially when I was younger, like when I was just like in elementary and stuff, like I really enjoyed just making like charts and lists and stuff. So that was, that was all kind of stuff I was into, but, and I know Emma's had you guys. And so I'm like, Hmm, between the two of us, like, I don't think we'll, I think one, we're already pretty, we're starting off on the right track with everything. And then two, like, if we ever need help, I think we'll be okay. Like, I can just, we can just go ask, go ask Greg and be like, hey, uh, what, what should we do? <laughs> yeah, no, I think you guys are, you know, you guys are obviously in a great spot. Um, you guys, yeah, you guys are starting off very well. You guys are doing, doing great. You guys both have great heads on your shoulders. And yeah. one of the other things that I tell people to help keep track of their, finances to keep track of categories you know like i talked about gifts or maybe it's even mm -hmm. groceries, just to use you're probably familiar with like the envelope system just yeah. say, okay you know i'm going to the grocery store i only have 400 dollars for groceries this month so i'm gonna go four times so this time i got 100 bucks all right great i can't go over 100 bucks that's all i got in cash so if i go over i'm gonna have to start putting stuff back it's just a way to help keep uh, a way to help keep accountable in different categories yeah there's some there's some interesting stuff that i mean i don't know you probably know a little bit more about it than me but like there's something different about like uh i don't know how i don't really know the, there's probably a technical term for this but like having a budget that's like written out and knowing how much you can spend and then like like oh this is i've spent zero dollars this month and then by the end of the month you spent a million dollars or whatever versus like having it all like at there at the start or like putting it in cash and in envelopes and stuff and then to see it like go away like a little bit at a time versus like i don't know there's just something psychological i think about seeing the number tick up and it's like oh that's how much i've spent versus like seeing it tick down and being like oh no like i'm almost out like i gotta you got to be smarter with your choices, I think. Well, right. Well, and that's where it comes, where you have this written plan each month is you have that freedom to be able to spend. You're like, okay, 
I know, I know what my numbers look like. So it's not like, Oh man, I don't know if I have enough. I don't know if I have $50 to go out to eat. You're like, no, I know that I do. It's in my categories. It's in my budget. So I know that I have that. The other thing is, you know, when you spend cash, there's a psychological thing about you handing a cashier 20 bucks, Mm -hmm. I have cash. You're like, ah, man, that's, that's hard to hand over. I want to hand over my debit card. It's like, yeah, no big deal. You know, it's just a psychological thing um, between cash and a, and a card. And so I I tell people, you know, you really want to do it, use cash because it's going to make, it's going to make it a little more difficult for you to be able to make that exchange, Mm -hmm. do that. But the other thing is it feels nice too, because you're like, I actually have money. So you see it and you're like, oh, feel like, oh, okay, I got a lot of money because I have cash. Maybe not at the end of the month, you know, or whatever, but you know that you have it to be able to spend. And so you don't feel guilty. Like maybe you're going to go out and buy a hundred dollar pair of shoes, but you saved up for it. And so you're like, yeah, I, I had, you know, I spent three months saving up for it. So I have the cash. Mm -hmm. So now I can go buy it instead of somebody like, oh, I just went and put a hundred dollars on my credit card to buy these pair of shoes. Well, then a few months later, you're like, man, now I'm still paying off those hundred dollars shoes and feeling guilty mm-hmm. about it. Uh, and so then that's where that budget comes in where you're, where you're planning for it. It's not, doesn't become like an impulse, uh, you know, and then you're also looking for other, those deals on those shoes too. Like, Oh, can I get those at a better price? If I'm going to spend cash instead of just putting it on a credit card and going in mm-hmm. debt, those shoes. Yeah. Oh, bump my microphone there. Um, I also lost my train of thought. Wow, this happens to me like once an episode usually. Uh, sometimes more than that, depending on how out of it I am. <laughs> um, well, I just one of the things that I do too for my clients is I provide them. Like if we just do a consultation and they just want a spreadsheet of like, hey, here's a sample budget. I yeah. send people the sample budget with the number so that they can look at it. And if they want to just use that on their own, you know, they could certainly use that on their own and maybe that's what they want. And that's, and that's fine. So um, it's easy enough to start with that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I remember now what I was thinking about. It, I think there really is something about uh, having I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, keep, what's the saying, like beat a dead horse by repeating the same thing over and over again. But like, there really is something about um, having the plan ahead of time. And I think for some people, it can feel like scary to be like, oh, I got to make a budget. Like, I'm not sure if I can, if I can keep to that or like, if I can, you know, like that seems like a lot of work and stuff like that. But then it's weird how like, like you said, when you, when you actually know where stuff is going, it's, I feel like it's way, way less intimidating because then it's like, oh, well, I, yeah, I know exactly what, what is happening with my money. And I know that it's okay versus like spending no money all month because you're afraid to, and then spending, you know, $200 on something to reward yourself for not spending any money. <laughs> like, you know, it's, there's some really interesting, uh, like a psychological type of things with, with all of this, I think. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. It's just, you know, it's that thing of having a plan because we get scared of what we don't know Mm -hmm. know? So if we, 
and then it, and then we just don't do anything because we get scared but if we can sit down and write it out then we're like oh okay that's not bad or i know mm-hmm. what i need to do different or man i'm really not making a lot of money where i'm at and i really need to change what i'm doing or i need to change where i'm living whatever it is it just helps us to see the big picture mm-hmm. of a lot of things yeah and that's that's just goals across the board too it's just writing things out and tracking your progress and stuff will actually help you get to your end goal versus just oh you know i would like i would like to read more like or you know something like that so yeah yeah, yeah. i got got you um i think maybe i got like one or two other just quick things here at the end is there anything else that you were wanting to talk about rick no, I think you, I think we talked a lot about it. Um, I just, I enjoy helping people. And if people want to reach out to me, you know, go to my Facebook page, painting your financial future, and they can uh, message me. And if they just want me to review something, just to consult with them, just to talk to see where they're at and see if I can help them. I would love for them to reach out to me and mm-hmm. we can look to see if, um, what I offer would be beneficial, beneficial to them. All right, cool. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know how, I don't know how robust the audience size of audio stew is, but I mean, you never know. So, and I think it's just, uh, it's fun to, it's fun for me personally, just to highlight all these different things from people I know that like, Hey, this person does this, like you should check it out and stuff. So I think, yeah, this is all very cool. Um, it was fun for me to sit down and uh, actually learn more about this area specifically rather than just like the, all the rest of stuff that Rick does. And uh, yeah, um, fun question here at the end. Uh, so this is all the stuff that you're doing now. I mean, at some point, I imagine you're going to you're going to retire because I don't, I don't think you'll, if, if you uh, do your, if you follow your plan for finances, your own personal plan, I'm assuming you have a retirement plan figured out and everything, but uh, between now and retirement, is there, is there anything else out there that you're just like, ah, man, like I really, I want to do this job or like, I want to see what this is like before, before I call it quits on working. Uh, I don't, I'm not a person that can quit working. Um, even though <laughs> I, you know, I, I just enjoy, I enjoy work. I enjoy mm-hmm. doing things. I don't want to say staying busy, but I enjoy doing things that add value to my life. Like I wouldn't yeah. do counseling if I didn't see value, how it adds value. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I mean, I, I can see retirement. But for me, retirement would be not stopping working, but then doing something for volunteering yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah. And I and I don't know what that I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, eventually, eventually, the retirement. I don't have another job that I'm like, yes. I mean, if I could do financial life coaching, like full time if i could get it to that point i would absolutely love that that i get up in the morning and that's what i do from nine to five is just help people to 
get in a better spot to see the smile and the stress relief that people get mm-hmm. of knowing where their money is going and not that money is the end all be all, but it gives you options mm-hmm. in life. Um, if we live paycheck to paycheck, it's just, you're just living life and going, man, I'm going to work to pay off this bill. I'm going to work to pay off this bill. Instead, I want people to be going to work and being thinking like, oh, I don't, you know, all this money is not going to anybody else. So it's going to me. What are the great things I can do? What are the great places I can give to, you know, I can give, I can also have, have fun. Um, so I want to help people to learn how to give generously, but mm-hmm. people can't do that when they're in debt. It's just yeah. too, it's very difficult for them. Uh, sorry, I kind of went off track of your answer, but I don't, see, <laughs> I don't see that there's another job other than what I'm doing on the side and what I'm doing right now okay. uh, that I would do. I don't know. Maybe it would be I don't know, driving a boat, driving a boat somewhere <laughs> in Florida or somewhere where it's warm and, and sunny or doing something that's just um, non-stress later in yeah. retirement, but still working. It's not going to be, I'm not going to be a person who's just going to sit at home and and watch TV or anything. Yeah. It'll be something that I feel is of value or something fun. Yeah. I thought maybe you would say like uh, driving or something like that because I, I remember when we were in Florida, uh, every time we take the little ferry to universally be like, ah, man, I could do this for a living. Just shuttle yeah. people back and forth across the lake. Be right. I could see that. As, <laughs> yeah. I could see that as something as retirement. You know, I enjoy, I enjoy people. So whatever I do, it's going to have to be yeah. with people. Um, and yeah, I could see myself doing that, you know, just at some retirement place. But. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll have to check back in, oh, what, in 30, 40 years and see what Rick's up to and be like, ah, this is what he's, this is his retirement job now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you'll be at 5.5 million view, or, uh, listeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll be, we'll probably be, be on a whole nother level by that point. I mean, for all I know, podcasts might be like a, maybe they'll be a completely different medium. I think. Maybe I'll be the the top, uh, uh, whatever. They always show like holograms and the <laughs> and the sci-fi movies and stuff. So maybe it's the the top hollow cast in the world or something like that. I don't, I don't oh, know. Yeah, you might have found that. Maybe now you found your full-time job. You know? Yeah, there you go. yeah. I guess we'll just have to see. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and. Uh, sharing some of your personal life and um, a lot of the interests that you have. Um, uh, For listeners at home, if this is your first time listening, this is more or less what we do every time uh, in every every episode is I just have someone on for uh, just to talk about their life and uh, the things that they're interested in and their experiences. So if that's something that is interesting to you as uh, the listener, then I would encourage you to continue listening. Uh, There'll be more episodes coming out this year to, you know, kind of, it's pretty much the same format. I've only done a couple episodes where I go a little crazy and do other things, but that's just, that's just for fun. Just for me, just to, just to change it up every now and then, you know, 
um yeah that's my little spiel uh thank you rick for coming on and yeah i don't know we will we'll get you on some other time i don't know thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah all right see you later <laughs> All right, everyone, that is going to do it for today. Um, wow, yeah, I'm so excited that this is finally going live. Uh, season 2 definitely started uh, started quite a bit later than I thought it would, um, but I've been working on a few different things. I hope you like the, uh, the little bit of polish I've got there, especially at the beginning. I think overall, I'm going to try and keep the uh, the outro still kind of a little bit freeform, but kind of to, I don't know, just put a little more, I don't know if I want to say professional shine on the start of it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a good mix of something that sounds professional, but is still personal. Um, and hopefully this season is when I can uh, kind of find that balance. I want to say thank you again to Rick for coming on the show. Um, if you haven't met Rick in person, he really is uh, such a nice guy. Um, he's very kind. He's very funny. Uh, makes a lot of dad jokes, uh, which I really especially appreciate about him. Um, and a lot of the advice that he gives, a lot of the things that he uh, said on the show, I've seen in practice. Um just I guess to a small extent in in his life um in his in his family's life um but just even some of the principles of things are things that like I've experienced and I'm like yeah this makes a lot of sense to me um and so yeah I would totally uh recommend him uh if you are someone in need of some financial advice um once again the ways that you can contact him that would be uh on Instagram it is at painting your financial future and it is the same um handle or tag or whatever it's called it's the same thing on facebook as well painting your financial future so yes please get in contact with him uh, if that is something that applies to you if you'd like to get in contact with me uh, i now have a couple more direct ways of doing that um aside from just like my personal accounts most people here uh know me or just have my phone number or something but uh if you'd like to stay in touch with a lot of the things that i'll be doing um, with the podcast you can follow at audio stew podcast that's all lowercase um at audio stew podcast on instagram i should be posting every time um, i put out a new episode the instagram page is kind of bare bones right now um but at the very least, it should be a, a way to know when a new episode goes live. Another great way to know when an episode goes live is by following Audio Stew on either Apple or Spotify. That should uh, should notify you or it'll like uh, come up as a suggestion or something whenever a new episode goes live. Um, so if you haven't done that already, uh, why don't you go ahead and do that? It'll help the show grow and uh, reach a broader audience. If you have something longer you'd like to share, um, I also have a Gmail account now set up for the podcast. Once again, that is audiostewpodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, uh, all spelled normal, <laughs> nothing crazy. Um, and yeah, that's just something you could do for uh, if you have like a longer message that might be 
easier to, to type out than uh, writing something on Instagram. Anyway, you've heard enough of me. Um, but yes, please follow, subscribe, share, uh, send a message, comment, question, critique, anything you want. Heck, you can even you can even submit a review because I don't believe there's been any reviews of Audio Stew on Apple yet. You could be the first person to submit a review, and wouldn't that just be wild? Wow. My goodness. Anyway, that is going to do it for me. I might have in the future, this, the outro might be a little bit different. For now, it's probably going to stay kind of familiar, um, but maybe some some new music here at the end anyway uh love you guys thank you so much for tuning in have an amazing week and i will catch you next time